On this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus, we are hanging out at Savoy, eating all the food, drinking all the drinks. Touching butts, dancing on bar tops, getting in trouble. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I just released my own fragrance, and it's both silent and deadly. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Brendan, a little fun fact for you. Uh-huh. I went back to La Jetée. <gasps> Okay. And bought some fragrance. Did, really? Yeah, it was my it was my Christmas present from my wife. Oh my god. Yeah. She bought you yeah. perfume. So you stink. Uh, right now, yes, because I didn't put any on because I don't need to impress you. Well <laughs> are you wearing it at work? No, I don't wear it to work. I don't need my, my colleagues to smell my Why not? My, my musk. They might like you more. I, I sit in an office all day. Would you, did you get one of the ones that we sampled, John? Uh, I got a. Oh my god! I spent months or, or, or hours looking for <laughs> what I wanted, and I found it. It's an investment. Uh, it is. Was it our boy Joey? Did he help? Yeah, you? yeah, he was there. He helped me out. He's so anyway. handsome. <laughs> Uh, here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, including Ivanhoe Village, which is where we are tonight. We're at Savoy. I've never been here. Which is crazy to me. That I've never been here? Yeah. It's really? A, it's a gay bar, so I guess it's not that crazy. Maybe well, you don't I like hanging out with the bars, gays. Right? You should. Why? Because uh, they like you. Okay, they do. They wa- I walked in and they're like, they're, I like that guy. I already saw We saw Michael Wanzi. He'll be on later. He's hosting trivia here tonight. He's going to come over and talk. I We know he's your biggest fan. He is my biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. every time <laughs> Not I physically, see him, he's he, just, he just tells me how much he likes me. <laughs> he I'm sure he says that to everybody. Not, he barely even looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that's not true. How was your week? Uh, it was good. It was good. I actually went to the Gnarly Barley this week. Oh. I did. I know we were there a few weeks ago for our and podcast, had to go back. which didn't air on the radio, but uh, I went back and had a sandwich. I had a, a, the beef sandwich there. I, I like their beer selection there. Great beer selection. Good beer selection, but also like not expensive. So uh, good I feel stuff like everything there. there is kind of affordable. It is. They it got is. parking in Ivanhoe Village, which yeah. is a big thing. Got to hang out on the patio. It was fun. It was a good time. All right. How about you? Um, you had COVID. I had COVID. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Did I out <laughs> I you? Did I better. out you there? No, we talked about it on the show. That's true. You know, I actually had a bunch of people reach out to make sure that I was okay. So thank you so much for checking in on me. I got a booster shot. Does that count? As, as getting COVID? No. Kind of. It no. felt like it. No, for like a day. Yeah. It was not the worst really. day of, of the year so far. <laughs> well, you never get sick. That's true. Yeah. It was, I'll tell you what, COVID was awful. And I don't wish it on anyone. <laughs> so so be careful and look after yourselves. Uh, but that being said, with, now that I'm full of antibodies, I'm going to New Orleans this weekend. Are and you I, really? I am, and I can't really? wait. Really? Yeah. Have you been there? Never. Really? I've never been. Oh. It's Scotty's Double Nickels. He turns 55 oh, on the nice. 17th. Nice. Uh, so that's Monday. Cool. Yeah, so we're going to go over. We rented a, a little Airbnb. Nice. We're going up with a couple of our friends, and we're just going to you know do it up. Cool, cool. I've been to New Orleans. It's fun. What What did you do? Uh, kind of the typical stuff. A lot of French Quarter things. Ate some beignets. Uh-huh. Drank a lot. Got some hurricanes. I'll give you a recommendation to a bar. I don't remember the name of the bar, but it was a cool bar. I have. I made a Google map of all of the places, color-coded all the places I yeah. want to go to. 
Uh, Stephanie Darden from Prismatic. She has an office there. She gave me a bunch of really cool spots. Like, there's a bar underneath the Orpheum Theater that nobody knows about. Awesome. I'm going to go all these places. It's a cool spot. It's a fun space to visit. Fun fun city to visit. Yeah. I'm, you know, I would even kind of move there. Cool. If it's, I, I feel a pull to New Orleans. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm excited to go check it out. Cool. Uh, and then I also, we have to say, we made a reservation to one-up our medical marijuana card certification with our friends at MCO Cannabis. So keep your eyes peeled for a little video that shows how easy it is to get your medical marijuana card. Awesome. That's great. Would you want to do that, John? No, I can't. Okay. So I, I work like for I the man, remember? <coughs> yes. I <I'm> <coughs> still have a little cough. It sounds like you need to smoke some more pot. <laughs> you know It'll what, help, right? You know what helps with breathing? Smoking. It's pretty much what cures <laughs> all ailments from what I see on TV. A report just came out about uh, a link, a supposed link between pot use and and staving off COVID. Really? Yeah. Like it's an actual scientific Maybe because paper. everybody's at home smoking pot. They don't go out. They, they don't, don't get COVID. COVID. But there is something about like, the, like it suppresses some of the things that make it spread in your system. Sure. I believe it because I was smoking through the entire <laughs> pandemic and then I stopped a couple weeks ago. And then you got COVID. And then I got COVID. Damn. So I'll be honest. Like there's my link. That's so all wait, I what about know. me? I didn't smoke any pot. And I didn't get COVID. <laughs> no. And if you did, you wouldn't know because you're fit and there's nothing That's wrong true. with your body. That's true. Yeah. And whereas I'm just a walking case for <laughs> for heart attack. That's, good. That's what's going to happen. Oh, speaking of dying, Bob oh, no. Saget died. He did. Yeah, in Orlando of all places. Now everybody's talking about it on all the major news outlets. Yeah, he had a show here, I think, on Friday or Saturday last yeah, week. at Hard Rock Live. Or and then he had Hard another Rock. show somewhere near Jacksonville, uh-huh. Verde, uh, Point of Verde or whatever. Yeah, before... I'm not saying that right Before hours, Pont, Pont Verde. All right. Greenpoint? Is that I don't know. know. Anyway, he was staying at uh, Hyatt Hilton? Uh, the Ritz-Carlton. Ritz-Carlton. Nice hotel. Yeah. <laughs> one that you and I could probably never afford. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, uh, found, uh, they found him dead in the morning. And they don't know. They still don't know. Like, at the time of this, they don't know what led to no it. No signs of foul play. No signs of drug use, according Is to Is that their, our county? Was that you guys? That was in the county, yeah. It was Orange County. And so they responded because uh, nobody could wake him up because uh, they, they were knocking on the door and stuff. Yeah. And they went he's in. probably supposed to check out or something. Or somebody went in. I don't know who went in first. But, yeah, they said no signs of foul play, no drug use uh, from, the, from the scene. He had had COVID. I don't know. I've been seeing so I see all the the tweets about it too. And, yeah. and when you when you pass away as a celebrity, it becomes a conspiracy theory, like automatically, <laughs> no matter what. He got yeah. a booster shot. He might have had COVID. Like it's crazy. But like I keep telling people, like believe it or not, people do die at sixty five. Sometimes they might have a stroke. They might have an aneurysm. Uh, they might have a heart attack. Uh, I'm not saying that stuff happened, Brendan, but it does happen, and people die in their sleep all the time and they're not celebrities no. and it just happens that's so sad it is sad no it, it totally is sad i'm gonna die at 65 too, no probably. i don't think so i do i'm too fat i don't think so i don't think so i don't do i don't look after myself but it, but so so uh the medical examiner did a initial test i think 
and they couldn't determine anything right away. Yeah. So it's going to take 10 to 12 weeks. His hand was over his chest or something. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, people die in their sleep all the time. I, I was thinking about I grew up and there was a kid down the street. He was 17. He had an aneurysm and he died. When he was 17? Yeah. It was really sad. But stuff like that happens. See, like, that's a voodoo curse. No, I mean, yeah. it was just a tragic situation. No, he like. Flipped off a gypsy queen or something. No, he was like, actually the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, it was really sad. He died at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just raptured. Like it yeah. sounds like, but but too also good for you this can world. have a blood clot and just die. It happens. Stop. <laughs> All right. Stop. All you're, right. you're not gonna. I might not even make it to the end of this show. You're you're gonna live forever. Well, we'll see. According to Michael Wansey, <laughs> uh, the coldest winter weather of the season is coming this weekend. Should reach the low 30s, mid 40s. Really? It's mm-hmm. the first time in a long time. I, I read a story the other day. There hasn't been a freeze in Orlando for 1,400 days. <laughs> it's a, who's, who's counting? Oh, well, the Sentinel was counting. Some I read nerd it there. in the background just like, it's uh, 1,403. Yeah. It's, it's been like the <laughs> longest gap in a long time yeah. of, of between freezes. I think we'll be seeing that a lot. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree totally. Has, I mean, it hasn't really been cold at all here in Central no, Florida. Which has been good for the manatees, right? They're still dying. They are, but it hasn't been as hard on them, you know? And now I'm so worried about it. Everyone's talking about, like, there's this one spot, like, next to a, a water treatment plant or something that pumps the warm plant. water into the, into the river. And so they all go there when it gets too cold. But there's no food for them there right now. So they're worried it's going to divert them from going into they're a spring. They're supposed to feed them, aren't they? Aren't they supposed to like throw lettuce yeah, at them and they're stuff? They're going to have to set up a new... Which isn't enough, man. That's... Uh, that's I'm resisting a soapbox moment. It's not enough. You can't just keep throwing lettuce in there. Can we not have like the seagrass replanting program? Like, can we not like look at that? Not still takes time though, right? Or like cleaning the river, you know, the lagoon. Like, I don't you know. can't just throw lettuce in. That's like let's throw lettuce at it. Like that's literally like President Trump throwing paper towel rolls at people. Yeah, not to get political. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Florida, you can say that. It's going to be cold enough that you might want to consider donating. If you have any old <laughs> coats, please consider donating your old coats or blankets to a service organization like the Covenant House or Coalition for the Homeless in Central Florida or Commissioner Stewart's Place, that Christian Service Center. They, they all give out coats to uh, homeless That's good. people. That's a yeah. good thing, right? Keep them warm. Uh, Advent Health Workers started an orchestra. Did, did they? You, did you hear this? I did not hear that. I think Fox... Th- oh, no, it was West just wrote about it. Uh, they made a group of nurses, orderlies, and doctors at Advent Health formed a little orchestra, uh, and then they had their first performance ever, I want to say, like, November, December, and performed at the hotel. That's great. Or at Wait, the hospital. At the hospital? All right. And I like that. Yeah, I like that. You know, hospitals were hit hard during the pandemic. Not a lot of staff... The, the what do you call it? Your uh, overall happiness level, morale, morale, not good. You know, so I, I like the idea of uh, hospitals encouraging them to do something I didn't like see that. Anything on that? Were there was there videos of that? And there is a video, and Wesh Wesh has it up. You can go to Wesh and go see that report. But All right. I, I love that, and, and good on the hospital for promoting it, so that I know that they're not just like clocking hours and trying to wring as much out of these. Poor frontline workers as they can. You got to give them something to look forward to than just working all the time. Yeah, you do. Sorry, I'm looking at a lap. Uh, there's a computer here on the on the bar here at Savoy. If I got it's open a game up, machine, but it's open to watermark. Oh, 
I don't know. Why isn't it bungalow? You're getting distracted. Yeah, well, you know. The city uh, won't pay to repair a woman's car. I saw this. I, I wanted to see some more details, but explain this. So, Alexandra Nunez, she says that while she was at a friend's place, there was a shootout between OPD officers, that's Orlando Police Department officers, and an armed suspect outside of her friend's apartment complex off of Hiawassee Road over there. Uh, shots were exchanged. The, she discovered later, when it was safe to leave, that there were seven bullet holes in her Chevy Tahoe, John. So, okay. So were these the, the police officers' bullet holes, or was it the person shooting at them? Apparently, the armed suspect was not never fired at them. It all was right. all the police officers. All right. And they admitted that to her on the scene of the crime. They gave her a little flyer, like how to file a claim with this city. Like, admitted freely and openly, yeah, we shot your car. You know, and here's how... It, the city will pay for it. Uh, she did everything she was supposed to do, and the city denied her claim. Really? Basically saying, where was it? That they wouldn't pay for the damage because the police officers acted appropriately and within their rights during the situation, and as such, they are not liable to pay Interesting. the claim. I, so I, she's going to sure be suing. I'm sure that's not the first thing, time that's ever happened in the history of the world. So I'm curious how that's been handled in other jurisdictions in the in the country. I well, yeah. Well, I think it's been handled by lawsuits. Well, I, I wonder, wonder if they would say like it. your insurance is supposed to cover that. But I mean, it, I mean, I, I feel for the woman if I'm just my car is parked on the street and it has a bunch of bullet holes when I wake up in the if morning. If a city employee yeah. is the res- action, if the actions of a city employee results in the damage of private property, yeah. then the city should be compliant and paying for it to be fixed. Yeah, I mean, I, would listen, think. I don't I don't know what the what the law is on that, but you know, you'd think, you know, Single you wake mom up in the with kids, she doesn't want to drive a bullet-ridden car, you know. She she gets embarrassed to drop her kids off at uh, school right well, now. that might give her some street cred. <laughs> but no, I I can't. Nobody's going to cut her off in the <laughs> in the kid drop-off area, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she'll mess you up. I just that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know I anything mean, else about I'm it. I'm sure. I mean, it probably doesn't happen that often. I mean, it's not like you have shootouts every day. Well, we do. Well, not every day. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about that. We don't have them every air. day. There are shootings there every are day. There are shootings every day, but not shootouts. No. That's a different thing. <laughs> that is different. But that's what the city insurance should be paying for. So, somebody's insurance should probably cover that. Yeah. And not the. don't make the poor mom do it. Especially if the deductible is probably a few hundred bucks. I mean, and also, why are you shooting at someone's car? Well, that, I mean, you don't know. I mean, and if somebody, that guy wasn't shooting anything and he just had a yeah, gun, but if he had a gun pointing at you, you don't wait for them to shoot and then you shoot back. At? I don't know. That's true. You don't wait. That's what they train them. <laughs> no, no. You see a gun, yeah. you shoot. Yeah, yeah. So don't have a gun. Well, you are allowed to have a gun. You just don't well, point it at law enforcement officers. I'm not going to have one. All right. Well, you're Canadian. You're not allowed to have one. That's true. Former President Donald says uh, DeSantis is a coward. <laughs> you, I saw this. But not directly. No. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I mean, I think this is like the first sort of uh, sort of like lob when it comes to the 2024 presidential election. Well, it's interesting because apparently for so long we've been saying DeSantis has been patterning himself after. We should explain what President happened. Trump. Well, okay. So. DeSantis famously dodged some questions about whether or not he has received boosted. a booster shot. Yeah, he's been vaccinated. He said that. 
Yeah, but he will not admit to it. Like it makes him less of a man yeah. or something. If he's boosted. If he's got a booster. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. But the president, president, former President Trump, has said he has been boosted because he said that here in Orlando when he was talking to Bill he, O'Reilly. He did. And then he also said he called it gutless to pretend that for some of these officials, he's, what did he say? He said it's gutless for officials to pretend uh, that they didn't get it. Okay. Right? Like, well, just answer the question. Just, just if you're, answer not, the if question. you're not boosted, just be like, I'm not boosted. Like, yeah. I don't want to do it. And vaccines save lives is what he said. Vaccines. Uh-huh. He said President Trump. President, said, former President Trump. Well, and it, to be honest, he was a part of the initiative that kind of pushed those through. Right. So uh, that's totally. part of his legacy. Totally. Is that those are. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't know who he's trying to. Uh, when I say he, DeSantis is trying to win over favor. Just be like, I'm boosted. It was my <laughs> choice. If you don't want to, fine. Go ahead. But yeah, I crazy. did. I, uh, I don't get it. I don't know why I don't, you're fighting. I don't get it. But, that, but what I'm getting at is I think this is like an early schism of if they're going to go head-to-head in 2024, like he needs to create space between uh, – Trump needs to create space between him and DeSantis, and this might be the first sort of volley saying we're different. I, and I own up to my things. You're not even going to do it. You're well, a coward. His his handler, Chris, DeSantis' handler, Christina Peshaw. What uh, a great – Peshaw. <laughs> basically says, Peshaw, uh, that the president didn't really mention DeSantis by name, so we shouldn't make assumptions. Yeah, and, but, he, and, but that's who he meant. Yeah, <laughs> that's who he meant. Who else is saying it? Nobody. It's him. It's him. Uh, Universal just launched a vaccine mandate for employees following in the footsteps of Walt Disney World. As per usual. Yeah. They always follow it, you right? think so? Yeah. Disney does it first, and then Universal does it three days later. I, I would I would agree to that. Most yeah. most, most, li- you most of the time. can't fight on that. It's true. Uh, they're requiring staff to get vaccines or submit a voluntary, submit to voluntary weekly COVID tests. I don't know what, I mean, did this take them a long time to do this? I mean, why were they not doing this months ago, years ago, or like a year ago? I think they did it before, and then they took it away, and now it's back because of the Omicron surge. And I don't know. You, they don't want to. It's hard for staff retention purposes, I'm sure, or, okay. or, or attraction of staff. Uh, for people who are working in those parks, a lot of them don't want to have to do that. I haven't been to a park in years, so I, I can't. I have no idea what the staffing level is at a park. Not good. No. Staffing, any service service industry stuff right now is not good. It's tough. Nobody wants to work, Brendan. It's true. Nobody well, wants to work. Well, it brings up... Uh, I want to work. Our friends over at Enzian Theater, which I haven't even written about this yet, but they've, they've lost about 65% of their staff recently. Wow. Like senior staff, everybody. Really? And it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak out of turn. I might get in trouble. Uh, the owner... He's a teat key, right? So the teat keys are famously big donors for a lot of things in the region. Yeah, yeah. They give millions of dollars to Dr. Phillips Center. No, they just cut a check for Rollins College oh, Rollins. to build. No, they, they have a whole like building named yeah. after them. I think they have another one, too. They just are cut a check for the, the new theater. Uh, they, they are kind of taking over... The family's kind of like flexing now and taking I, over Enzian. They own the property that Enzian's on. It's a profit though, right? They are, but they're also like CEO chairmans, you know, so they're all over the board. The family, they're also big influencers in the programming of what happens there. So I think he's flexing hard right now and pushing out old staff that have been there for years and really? years, John. All of our contacts basically are gone. The ones that we did the drive-in movie series with and... 
Uh, just crazy to see that happen. And the last time something like this happened, I think it was in 1998, Orlando Weekly wrote about it because uh, Phil Tiki is a very outspoken, uh, gregarious individual, very charismatic, and just says what he wants and hurts people's feelings and kicks butt. Huh. I haven't been in the end zone in a while, I'll be honest. I haven't gone to the movies in a while. Especially now. What are you doing all all your days? What are you doing? What do I do? Just drinking water and pretty much. I work. I mostly work and, and garden. <laughs> Go for runs. That's why you rides. That's why you haven't had COVID yet. Yeah, that's good. Good for you, man. Hunker yeah. down. I think we're almost out of time. All right, let's take a little break. Okay, we'll eat the rest of these tater tots that just came out. They and we had a kitchen some here. Pretzel nuggets. Yeah, here at Savoy. That's where we're hanging out tonight. They got a kitchen at Savoy. We did. Do we even mention we were at Savoy? Yeah, at the beginning. We'll All talk right. about it again. We're gonna have someone over here to talk about it. All right, we had fireball shots to start this thing fireball off. Fireball shots. <laughs> tater tots and pretzel nubs we'll see what else they're going to bring us next it's time for your weekly Enzian update Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival, which is taking place April 8th through the 17th this year. Upcoming films include a screening of the Betty White biopic Lake Placid on Sunday, featuring local game warden Bill Pullman and a suspicious Betty White, who goes through a lot of cows each year for some reason. Up next is Lady Sings the Blues, starring pop star Diana Ross as legendary jazz singer Billie Holiday as she struggles her way through drug addiction and a trifling boyfriend slash manager screening this Monday. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, blah, blah. Movies. From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Hey Mo, when is the right time to call a lawyer? So when is the right time to call a lawyer? Well, my unbiased lawyerly opinion would be anytime you're injured in an accident, whether it's just some soreness or some initial pain, you want to call a lawyer and, and talk to them about your rights. And the reason you want to do this is because if you're, if you're experiencing initial soreness, that may lead to something more serious down the road. Just because you call a lawyer doesn't mean you have to proceed with the claim, you're not locked into filing a lawsuit or anything like that. But you wanna know your rights, you wanna know your options, and most importantly, you wanna know how to get the medical help that you need and hopefully not have to pay for that medical help out of pocket. So I would say anytime you're injured, even if it's a minor injury, you wanna go ahead and contact a lawyer just to understand your rights. At that point, like I said, you're not locked into filing a lawsuit or moving forward with a claim but get the information so that you're informed going through the process. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. This is Brendan for Orange County Library System, and I'm at the North Orange branch to tell you about these three things. What drives a young author to publish their first book at nine years old? Find out on January 22nd during Meet the Author, Gabrielle O. Starks at the Eatonville branch to learn more about the inspiration behind her first book, Gabrielle and the Magic Tree. Practice your reading skills by reading aloud to a lovable furry listener. Angel Pause to Read will have certified therapy dogs for children weekly at the select 
library branches. Check out the online events calendar for all locations. Artist and calligrapher Linda Chandler will teach the basics and beauty of screenwriting. Introduction to calligraphy takes place in person on January 22nd at the Orlando Public Library. For more information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Bustegger. And I'm here to tell you that Soylent Green is made of people and it's set in 2022. Really? This year. Really? Yes. First of all, spoiler people. alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. If you haven't seen Soylent Green. But uh, I guess if a movie's 40 years old or 50 years old. You can't, you can't do say it. That. I can say what I want. Uh, this is Brendan from Bungalore.com. This is John from uh, just, I don't really from your have mom's, a, from your a, mom's I don't house. have a website like you do, Brendan. <laughs> But yeah, we're hanging out at Savoy tonight here in Ivanhoe Village. Yes. Having some beers, having some food, because I got a, a kitchen here now. Yeah, a big old beefy lumberjack man just walked in. Yeah. From outside. That's why you sat there. I, I had my back to oh the door. You had your back. You, you're you looking at the door. You did this at the strip strip place here at Rachel's. Got to keep my eyes you put to your, the floor. You put your back to all the beautiful boobies that were walking by all it's the true. time. true. And my mouth was open the whole time. I was just like, that's a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen one in a while in person. <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, we're here at Savoy tonight, hanging out. And uh, if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com and read all about it. Yeah, we're talking about news. And, uh-huh. uh, well, I don't even know what we were talking about before. I'm sure it was great. There's a new Orlando Hospitality Alliance. You have to give a shout-out to my friend Dominique Greco, the former bar czar, the dethroned nighttime economy manager she was she was overthrown as you say kinda, by, by somebody else well she was kind of given the boot kind of she was forced to leave yeah i think by the city they hired somebody else who i'm apparently not allowed to talk to because they made <laughs> me talk to someone else from ddb instead of him uh and so she's started her own like membership alliance and so like these it's called the orlando Hospitality Alliance. So these hospitality industries, businesses, bars, and restaurants can join as a member. And it's like a lobbying group, kind of. Oh, nice. Yeah, to give them a voice. They've already so the, so the restaurants the join, not the workers specifically. No, yeah, the restaurants and the businesses. And then she's like, they needed like a spokesperson. I agree. I mean, I'm sure there's issues that come up either in the city or the, yeah. the state or the county or whatever. And they need somebody to sort of speak on behalf of all these different restaurants and bars and organizations. So like that, it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm excited to see what she does. She's got a cool team assembled behind her, and, and she, a lot of people listen to her. She's got access to, to some bigger name people and business owners here in town. So it'll be exciting to see how that. So develops. when is she going to make it so I can carry a drink around <laughs> downtown Orlando? We should have an open container policy. I agree. Downtown. I mean, I guess they already have enough issues down there that maybe they'll never do that. Well, because they keep saying the issues with downtown is that it's it's this open party atmosphere i'll tell you what when you go there now i don't see a party what i'm seeing is a lack of a party and it's a little sad i always say if they can do this in las vegas and and savannah georgia why can't new orleans where i'm going now like you could do it there as well what's wrong with having a a thriving hospitality corridor Uh, nothing nothing at least it's something thriving i agree right the office 
industry, the office park has been hit hard with people working from home right now. You know, I saw a story today uh, in the Detroit Free Press that they were closing the Under Armour building in Detroit, which, which, all right, that's sad, but it, it got me thinking, <laughs> you how many sad. national retailers are there in downtown Orlando? Not many, but none? I don't think No, we, there's none. We don't, Wal, Walgreens. No, no, no. I mean, like, clothing stores. Okay, so that gets brought up. I don't think we need national retailers to signify a I healthy think you can downtown. Have I mean, you don't have to have one or the other. You go to St. Pete, it's, there's no national retailers in St. Pete, but you can't tell me St. Pete doesn't have an amazing thriving right. downtown I'll retail sector. Yeah. Not to throw you under the bus, bus. All right. But you're wrong. But I do think it. Uh, but I do think <laughs> it can show that there is a uh, enough of an interest by national brands that would say, "Look, yeah. look what's going on down there. We want to be part of that." National brands want more square footage. There's just the the pieces of property downtown are too small. The, those the historic buildings are too small for them to want to go to. All right, and the well, prices are too retail. expensive. <laughs> True, and that's <laughs> tough. What we do have down? I'm trying to think of any. What do we have retail? Walgreens, the that old men's clothing shop. No, closed. it's not there no more. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. You got you jumped all over me. I can't think of another. I'm mad at you. I'm mad. <laughs> that's it, right? Pretty there's, much. There's the printer, the little print shop. There's a local so, one right I mean, behind City Arts if you Factory. Live downtown. I mean, you can't do. I mean, I'm oh. not saying you have to do everything downtown, but it, it's not local. You, you love Orlando. I'll get in trouble. Local love Orlando. The Orlando shop downtown. Okay. We'll get in trouble if we don't say that. But not enough. No. Could use more. Uh, F and D Cantina. That Mexican restaurant just op- is about to open in Thornton Park. We were invited to a pretty opening. It looks, looks be- cool in there. It looks beautiful. I think it'll do well. We sent Mike, our new strategic partnerships guy, to check it out. They barely fed him because they didn't know who he was. Really? <laughs> yeah. He actually told me there are influencers all around him who were getting fed, and nobody nobody would give him Aww. food. They kept giving him margaritas. And so he was there for probably an hour and a half, two hours, and had multiple margaritas, and was like, "I just got to get out." Does of he here. need to wear a shirt that says "I'm, I'm from a, Bungalow" or you know something? What? That's funny. That's <laughs> we're gonna. Do, yes. There you go. Thank you very much. He could point up to his face, <laughs> like I'm with stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe I'm with stupid. We'll cross out stupid and put in Bungalow. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, like I like that because <laughs> I think it's starting. He's starting to get a chip. On his shoulder, he, we've been sending him a lot of these things, and people just don't know who he is. And but he's also not telling them. He needs to tell people. I'm from effing bungalow. I know, that's what my mom would say. Bubaloo's bodacious barbecue just closed their Apopka location. It sure did. Uh, that was their OG first location. I don't. I, I don't live in Apopka, so I don't get out there that often. But the one in Winter Park closed as well. Yeah, so no, they're, it's gonna they're be running the home out of spots. Pink Floyd's. They have two locations left: Conroy and Altamont. Uh, the owner said, you know, true to form, like same as the exact thing that he said last time. It's because not enough people want to work. And so wait, I, I, so I want to challenge this a little bit. I don't know. I don't know her business. I, I have no idea. But if they can operate a barbecue place in the exact same location in Winter Park, something <laughs> is something's wrong, right? Uh, There's yeah, a disconnect. We don't there. know. We don't know how. Pink Floyd's is going to do. It's not open yet. He it's to, true. And, and from what I'm hearing, he has to put in a lot of work to that building. But they if had he a drive through that wasn't operating. And but if he feels so confident that he's going to open a place there, he must think that his place can do well. Yeah. So, so is it the food? Is it the management? Is it the restaurant? Yeah. Is it the clientele? Like, like why can one barbecue place close and one barbecue place feels like they can operate? What I'm okay? hearing you say, John, <laughs> is that you think he couldn't cut it. 
Is that well, what you're well, the, I think the I think a woman owns. <laughs> oh, I think it's a guy. No, I think it's a woman. I think it's like Boo or something. I think uh, she is, is a she? woman. I think. Oh, we don't have to gender anyway, them or anything. We're at a gay bar. Why I'm do we just say gender? I just I, I think it's more complex than people don't want to work and I can't operate it. I agree. I think it's a lot of reasons and poor guy. He he got woman. No, I think it's it. a woman. Well, you know, <laughs> beg to differ. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, the Heavy and The Foreigner are hosting a pop-up dinner on January 20th. That's our buddy Bruno Fonseca. He's teaming up with Bruno Zucchini from oh. Bruno's Pizza. Uh, and then, like, five different courses. Beer from Gatlin Hall, Ravenous Pig, Red Light, Red Light, and Sideward. And uh, you can check it all online. Oh, wait. So wait someone's walking up. Wait, Who is wait, this? There's somebody coming up. They have something to say. Right, so since we're here at Savoy, we got to talk to the Grand Madam herself, who's hosting everything over here. It's Michael Wanzi. Excuse me, my pronouns are his and he. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Look, you don't know unless you ask, right, Michael? Right. So okay. no, none of this Madam sh- Thank you. <laughs> John, how's your marriage? Uh, still married. I, That's I, a I'm goddamn sorry to say shame. That. <laughs> no cussing, Michael Wands. Oh, you no can't cuss. cuss? You, can, you can take the Lord's name in vain, but Where I just wanted to precede go, what, it. Isn't this a podcast? We're on the real radio. Oh, Jesus, 104.1. I forget about that. I, I, have a C, I have letters from them for... Oh, really? I once was a judge for the Miss Monster contest when they were doing it at Daytona Beach. Okay. And you know, you're out on the beach and on a stage and there's 5,000 people. You get inspired. They're playing just playing you with, you forget you're on the radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got, got a letter that I had that I had broken the record for real radio um, uh, For the dumps? Nationwide. Oh my gosh. 25 F-bombs in one I'm sure they love Broadcast, that. yeah. Don't do it to us though. No, I, I'm sorry. I'll never... Do that again. And Michael, why, why are you here at Savoy? You do a lot of programming here, right? Because I'm a drunk. Okay. And the drinks are cheap and stiff. <laughs> Just like your man. Honestly, God, do you know that there's half price uh, drinks here every single day of the week? I know they do amazing deals. Like 8 o'clock. And yeah. then all night on Wednesdays. The martini Mondays, you can't beat that. Okay. With, uh, I don't know, like $2 martinis and... Three dollars sky in Smirnoff. It's great. And you're hosting trivia tonight, right? Every Thursday at six thirty. Okay. Wanzi's happy hour trivia TV game show. It's not just trivia. There's electronic oh. gaming equipment in there. What? It's like Jeopardy. Yeah, you got little buzzers and lights and bells and whistles. And totally free to play. Totally free to play. Free to win. You win free uh, uh, pub grub. Okay, because there's a kitchen here Savoy now. Savoy has a kitchen now. Great food. Which we're going to be trying. I'm very excited. It hasn't come out yet. And uh, somewhat healthy in that everything comes out tasting like it was fried, except it's not fried. It's done in this special induction radiation thing oven what? that makes like everything taste like food? it's fried. Yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they irradiate tomatoes now when they come from Brazil, so they don't get yeah. Right, so yeah. it doesn't come with anything mm-hmm. extra. I think John uh, was radiated, and that's why he still looks the way he does. Like you like you like his little fresh face, Michael. I know. He's Michael still- always makes me blush when I see him. I think because he always gives me compliments because he knows you've got big feet. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the most adorable little imps I've ever met. He is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael, where and can they find out? I love how he made the transition from from. Uh, 
television uh, to this, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, talk about a career going backwards. It is. I, <laughs> and we barely pay him. You know, but do you know what he does for real? No. He's the, the chief storyteller for the, Orlando, the Orange County Sheriff's Department. The chief storyteller? Yeah, so he does video. All the videos you see of them being nice and cool. It's propaganda. Oh, he really does oh. propaganda. Yeah. Do you get paid for that? Or? I do. Oh. I do. I do. And well, a lot, which is great, which is why I don't have to pay him very much. Well, again. Wazi, uh, where can people find out information about the things that you're doing here at Savoy? Well, there's um, SavoyOrlando.com. Is that correct? Yeah. And so there, that's, and then there's a Facebook page. They keep that updated every single day. And then you're still doing your newsletter, the Wanzi Graham, right? The Wanzi Graham. Yep, yep. Goes out every Thursday morning. Um, and anyone who wants to subscribe can just contact me through Facebook. Um, you know, the, there's a talent contest that happens here now, you know. What? Yeah. Every other Monday night. Okay. And it's not just drag. You can come and do, you know, like... You know, you could stand on your head, John, or do whatever. All right. Maybe all right. you and I can't your wife, your wife can come in and do a breeding exhibition. Ooh. And um, and uh, what do we call that show now? What? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, sounds like yes. Hungry Games. There's stuff happening here. Bingo. There's bingo. Okay. Every Wednesday at six thirty in nineteen fifteen, which is our companion bar next door, and the uh, the outdoor patio, the paradise is beautiful. Patio. Don't undersell it. It's a paradise. paradise. Oh, that reminds me of paradise that used to be over in Mills Fifty. Yes, except except is that, that what it's named after? Yeah, oh my it's sort gosh. of an homage. I like that. I live history. right there, so that's perfect. Michael, and thank you so much for taking time well, out before trivia. You. Uh, everybody's got to come and hang out with you. They they might have recognized your voice from the exactly Mondays at six thirty in the Starlight Room. Starlight at Room. Savoy. All right. And uh, every Thursday, Thursday. It what's today? How Am dare I? Here I? On the wrong day. <laughs> it's today, Thursday. It is. Oh my God! I thought it was Monday. Well, you said uh, you like to do. Yeah, I know. I got to go in. My audience is waiting. All right. All thanks, right. Michael. Bye bye. Oh, that onesie. Yeah, did he just touch your feet? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> With his heart. <laughs> More than his heart. His heart on. <laughs> uh, it's cool here. I'm so surprised about the food. Like Me I had too. No idea. And I guess that's a holdover from the pandemic when it first started. You needed to have food on site in order to open. And, uh, yeah, and if you're hungry and there's food, and, and it's a good spot that you can get some pretzels and some yeah. chicken fingers, boneless wings, I apologize. Boneless wings. Boneless wings. Uh, and a chicken sandwich. We I've been fed well here tonight. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Let's get Wazi to come back and feed you a boneless wing. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Weekly just sold their building. Did you hear about that? I did. I did. Into uh, a lobbyist Made some group. money on it, too. I mean, or- Orlando Weekly, you know, a lot for someone with a lot of opinions and then selling, selling your building to a lobbyist group. I don't know. <laughs> That's a throwing some stones so at your historic for, glass house. So they were downtown <laughs> in the in the in the Tinker Building. Uh huh. I think they said they bought it for like one point one million. They did, and they sold it for one point seven. They did. That's a good profit, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. They didn't do much improvements to but the, the building. But the Southern Group, which is a, a lobbying group based, I don't know if they're based here in Orlando or they have a satellite office. They have here. a satellite office. Here. Okay, they have offices all over the country though. Yeah, and. Uh, Kelly Cohen, who's very... Yeah. They've uh, got their fingers in all the pies. They man. sure do. They help the mayor get in year after year. Yeah. Not year after year, but election after election. So they are taking over the building. They bought the building. They bought it. They're going to open their bottom floor 
possibly to co-working. They've they've offered an option to Orlando Weekly that they could rent the bottom floor if they want to stay there. I've been to their office, their current office, and I can't remember where it is. The Southern Group? Yes. I don't know. Probably in the Citrus Tower. I don't think it's too far from there. Well, they they seem very excited to be downtown. I'm sure they've been they're downtown. I just don't know where they are. Well, and across the street, those there's two historic buildings that have been empty for a long time. The Team Market Group guys got that. That's Romy Mowardi again. Like I feel like we talk about those guys every week. They bought these two historic buildings. So that side of Pine Street downtown is going to look a little bit different. There's more activity happening. I mean, that's a good sign that people want to be downtown and they'll buy yeah. buildings to do it. And these are, they look like the kind of companies that will you know, throw some money at keeping historic buildings around a little bit longer. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's good. I like the Tinker Building. It's got beautiful uh, stained glass windows in there. Sure does. I, that's where after the... Uh, uh, the Pulse shootings, when I did a whole thing with uh, CBC Radio, I was their I was their man on the ground. Really? They were looking at CBC Radio back home. It's like our NPR. They were looking for somebody to, to phone all of... I had, I had to talk to every single radio station like, in Canada. Is there, is there one Canadian in Orlando that we can talk to? <laughs> and someone said, yeah, and he's gay. Oh. So I was like a, a gay Canadian freelance <laughs> journalist. It was a unicorn. <laughs> And I got to talk to every single one of, uh, I talked to all Canada. Nice. Yeah, from that building. Wow. They let me use, because I didn't have a landline, you had to use a landline. <laughs> and I, would, I had started working for uh, Bungalore, so they cool. actually let me go camp out at Orlando Weekly. So as much as I make fun of them, that was very nice that they let me go there. So where's Orlando Weekly going to go? They're all remote right now, so I think they're just going to continue to work remote. They Again, they have that option to stay at, have some sort of office there if they need like an actual address, but they've been mostly remote which is what uh orlando sentinel's been doing they have an office though over at ucf i was there the other day what did you think oh it's nice i mean it's small yeah but they don't need a lot they don't need a lot of space i like that they're at ucf i do too they can work with that emerging media they can work with students i mean there's a lot of options there but but there weren't that many people working in the office the day i was there it was around christmas but i don't think they get that many in there no i don't know man We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Bright Line starting to run empty trains in Central Florida. On really? The mm-hmm. Not necessarily in Orlando. I think the closest they're going to get is Cocoa Beach. But the Orlando facility stuff is expected to come in February. And the Orlando route is estimated to be about 70% complete. So this is that faster train service. It's to coming. Miami. Yeah, we'll be able to go there in like And eventually hours. there'll be a hub at the airport. Yeah, which is awesome. It'll I'll be great. A, I'll take a super fast train there i i don't know if it's like super fast i mean it's I don't think higher it, it's not it doesn't high go speed. like 200 miles an hour but i think a lot i think the one thing that i don't know if a ton of people have talked about this is that it's great for you and i it'll be great but you think of somebody who comes in here from like the uk and they want to go to orlando because of all the stuff we have but they want to go check out miami normally they would have to either rent a car or fly down there well, now they can just take a train, which they're yeah. used to, yeah. and they can go see Miami for a day or two and then come back here to Orlando, finish their vacation, and fly back to and the UK. And when it gets to Tampa? Yeah. Well, like, that'd be great. Yeah. I would be awesome. To Tampa? Totally. I keep, I keep coughing. I apologize. There's a cemetery in Lou Gardens. Did you, did you not know this? Uh, I kind of did for a while. I, I couldn't find it for the longest time. Is it a family cemetery? It is. Yeah. So the Mizells. David Mizell. He purchased eight acres back of the day like between lake virginia 
uh, Lake something something and Lake <laughs> Mizell, which was named after him. And he had his own little settlement there. They called it Lakeview. They had a post office. So it was like its own little town. Uh, his, he was elected to county commission. His son became the Orange County Sheriff. And his grandson became a judge. And so wow. they're all buried there. It's like running Orange County. On the property. Yeah. So pretty cool. Winter Park's putting in a fancy new stage downtown. They're swapping out that uh, cruddy old one that looks like a 10 by 10 tent. Oh, that doesn't and, look bad. Is that oh, that bad? bad? It's bad. Really? It's just boring. Oh. With like a utility green awning on it. Like, I guess I had never paid that close of attention boring. to it. Boring. They're going to make it look more like their rail station, the sun rail station, which is super pretty. So it'll be cool. We'll be see. I want to see what they do with it. Cool. Uh, and then that's about it. Go over to bungalore.com for more information. Thank you to Savoy for yeah. hosting us. Everything was great. Everything was awesome. The drinks were fantastic, and I loved their... Uh, 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 shots that they brought over. They to brought us. over a few shots. The service has been fantastic. We haven't seen any go-go boys yet, but the <laughs> night is young. The uh, night is well, young. Well, I mean, I'm I'm here. If you've never been to Savoy, it's a very people-friendly uh, LGBTQ venue. And uh, oh man, they just brought over some truffle popcorn. They sure did, and I can taste it. I'm a big fan of popcorn while I'm drinking beers. Well, let's eat some. All right, all right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>